Welcome back to Clay, the podcast for courageous leaders, always yearning to be the best they can possibly be for his kingdom's come. Clay in his hands, being molded, shaped. My name is Justin, and today we're going to talk about mediocrity because why not? Why not talk about mediocrity? We talk about it uh, enough in the way that we live and breathe and move out. Oh, wait, we don't actually address it. We just kind of coast through life and assume that it is as it is. And whoever we are is just destined to be that way. Recently, I was talking to a young man who is convinced that he's destined to be mediocre. Now, this is extremely heartbreaking to hear, for one, let alone to be in a conversation regarding. But we've all dealt with this, haven't we? doesn't matter where you come from or what your background is. At some point, you have probably... You probably assume that uh, your life wasn't worth it, that you were destined for mediocrity, so to speak. And there's a few problems with this mindset, with thinking this way. That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm not going to beat up on uh, anybody who, who, who feels like they're in, in this, this place because uh, I, I can relate. There have been moments in, in my life where I've thought about what the, the purpose is and uh, where I'm going and how I'm going to get there. And I've thought that, you know what, maybe maybe I'm just not destined to make it. Or maybe, you know, you, you set some goals. This is what I hear the most often is actually men have a picture of what they want to be, where they want to be. They have a goal that they've set. They have something in mind that they want to attain, they want to get to. But it's not happening. They're not getting there. They're not getting any closer. And, and, and in fact, it feels like with every passing moment, they're getting further and further away. And so the question, the question is: Is it the is it the goal? Is it that is that the problem? Is it me? Am I the problem? Or perhaps it's just not meant to be, and I should just give up. I should just quit. And I think there's a, a few things wrong with this mindset, as I mentioned before. And now we're going to dive into that today. But first, before we dive into that, please remember this podcast is uh, not advertised. It's not. Uh, I'm not monetizing it. There's no. Uh, there, there's no pop-up ads anywhere. This is uh, simply content and content alone, and it's meant to be used and to be shared. So if this starts a conversation for you, maybe it's between your two ears, that's fine. Uh, maybe it's uh, between you and uh, somebody else in your life. The idea here is that we take uh, conversation points, we, say, we take starters, whether they're difficult conversations like the previous episode or easier ones, perhaps like this one, although this conversation today may be more difficult for you than the previous episode's conversation. Regardless, the only way this podcast grows is if you share it, if you engage in the conversation, if you engage in discipleship, essentially. If you start the conversation so that you can continue them, so that you can invest in the lives of those around you, and thus be invested in yourself, so that we can move forward together, so that we can be stronger together, uh, so that we can grow together. So first things first, as we dive in here, let's talk about destiny. Destiny. We can talk about predestination all we want to. We can perhaps have some more episodes on that later. Uh, the reality is uh, God knows exactly uh, what is going to happen in your life. Uh, he, he knows. He's God. He's all-knowing. He, you can't argue that. So uh, if there's anybody that knows what your destiny is, quote, end quote, uh, would be uh, God. God knows. But you don't. You are not God. You are not the God of your life. You do not know. 
you don't know where you're going. You don't know how you're going to get there necessarily. Unless you have developed a plan and you have uh, a plan that you're working, then you know that you'll eventually get there. It may not happen how you want to get there, but you know and you have the ability to do so. That being said, destiny is is not something that you just wake up one day and uh, you just have and you know uh, what you're destined for. I've heard many stories where people have achieved some success or accomplished some uh, great feat, and at the end of it, uh, it's not they, they never go, oh, I was just born to do this. This is just, it just happened. No, there's a season, years generally, of hard work that got them there. Hard work and consistency. That right there is uh, the, the issue. Most men are not willing to put in the hard work and consistency to achieve any goal that's long-term. And the long-term goals are the ones that are worthwhile. They're the ones that are worthwhile. It's the short-term goals that can, that can get us there. Well, what do I mean by that? I mean, if you have a long-term goal, a long-term uh, destination that you want to reach, then break it down into smaller steps and start working those smaller steps. If you want to lose 100 pounds, don't set a goal to lose 100 pounds in a week. Break that down and set that goal to lose maybe a pound a week, right? Break it down. Well, that means that I'm going to be two years before I reach my goal. Yeah, two years, and you will have dropped 100 pounds. That's amazing. That's huge. That's great. But I want to do it. Okay, yeah, you want to shortcut it. You want to do it faster. That's how, that's how we all look at our, our goals and, and, and where we want to go. We want a shortcut. We want to get faster. But sometimes we discount the process when we do that with process of growth and development. The reality is the person that you need to be at the end of your goal is going to grow through the, the process, go, grow through the development. That person's not going to be who you need them to be if they shortcut the development, if they shortcut the process. Additionally, this idea of settling for your destiny leads you to our second point, which is you creating a scapegoat for your own life, a scapegoat for complacency. You utilizing this thing called, oh, I'm just destined for this, makes you weak, and it makes you a coward, and it makes you have minimal impact in the world around you. You see, we need men that are willing to rise up as leaders in their communities, willing to stand up, willing to stand firm on truth, willing to stand on faith, and willing to move forward, willing to set the pace, willing to set the standard and raise the bar. That's what we need. What we don't need is a bunch of weak men walking around, crying and complaining that they're destined for mediocrity, that they're just not worth it, that they just can't do it. We don't need that. And so if you're in that camp, here's what I would suggest for you. Take a step back and look at who you're surrounded by. Are you surrounded by doers or are you surrounded by complainers? Are you surrounded by people that are engaged? Are you surrounded by people that are disengaged from the world, focused on video games, focused on playing around, just kind of living for the weekends, living for your day, your day-to-day life? Are you surrounded by people who want to be the best that they can be and who are working towards that? Or people that just talk about it. You need to take responsibility and ownership over your association, over the people that you spend time with. You need to do that. That's your first step. It doesn't mean that you just cut everybody out. It means that you look around and you decide, okay, if I am trying to elevate me, my life, and who I am in this life, 
Am I surrounded by other people that are doing that? Or am I surrounded by anchors? You need to limit the time that you spend with anchors in your life. Again, does not mean that you cut them out entirely, but you need to limit it. Well, Justin, that, that doesn't sound very Christian of you. That doesn't sound very inclusive of you. I know. Uh, I, I think here we, we made a grave mistake in the way that we view the Christian life and the way that we view uh, our, our associations, the way that we view fellowship even. You do not have to uh, spend time with people who bring you down. What you do need to do is spend the right amount of time with people that elevate you, that bring you up, that call you into a higher purpose, that help drive you, that help motivate you, that help inspire you, that you can have an impact on those that would otherwise be anchors in your life. And that may mean that you have to sever some communication for a while, that you have to do some drastic things to create that distance in your life for a, for a period of time. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, and you can do that in a respectful, kind way, or you can be a total jerk. I would advise the respectful, kind way. It doesn't mean that you go texting all these people and say, hey, I can't be your friend anymore. No, you just need to look at your schedule and your time and decide where your time gets allocated. Do you have a schedule? Are you carving out time for you, for, uh, for, for time studying the Word, for prayer? Are you carving out time for you and maybe perhaps your wife who needs some eyeball time with you? Maybe it's your kids. Are your priorities in your calendar first? If you are in a place in life where you don't have kids, where you don't have a wife, great. Then you have a lot of time to allocate accordingly. Use that. Use your calendar. Use your calendar. Schedule out time with people that drag you down that are negative influences in your life. And schedule in time with those that are not. Now here's the kicker. You probably have to earn that time with people that are actually raising you to a higher standard. You probably actually have to earn that time. You'll be able to ask for it here and there. But you've got to understand that these people are driving towards their goals as well. Trying to be the best that they can possibly be with the 24 hours a day that they have. And all of this is applicable to not only just the Christian life, but the non-Christian life as well. So if you're listening to this and you are not currently walking with Jesus, I hope that you're gaining some value here as well. And I also hope that for you guys that are Christians and non-Christians, that you realize that you, that you just think about this for a second. If the men in your church were setting higher standards for their life and then living up to them and pursuing them and encouraging one another, truly being iron sharpening iron, friction in one another's life, like I talked about a couple episodes ago. If the men in your church were actually doing that, were actually doing that, what would your ministries look like? What would your community look like? Think about it for a second. Just think about it for a second. So point two here. You cannot allow destiny, this idea of destiny, to be a scapegoat. Moving on to our third and final point in this conversation. If you are struggling with this idea of purpose, this idea of destiny, then I would bet that you also do not have clearly identified values in your life that matter. Values in your life that actually identify who you are, what you believe, and where you're going. I would bet that your values are greatly impacted 
by those around you, by society, by your workplace, by the media that you consume. And I would bet that the values that you live by are not derived from Scripture. They're not derived from God's Word. Now, I understand that that is a bold claim. And there are many of you that are hearing that going, well, I'm, I, I believe in God and I believe in His Word and I'm in it fairly regularly. Like, I still think I'm destined for mediocrity. I'm not telling you that God destined you for greatness. I'm not telling you what God destined you for. My point is to get your mind out of this, oh, I'm destined for this, just remove it altogether. I don't, I don't care if you think that you're destined for mediocrity or destined for greatness. I, I don't care, and I don't think that's what you should be focusing on. I just don't. I think what you should probably be focusing on is the life that God has given you to live, the responsibilities that he's given you to hold over, to be the man over, the ownership that he has provided for you to take. For most of us, it's a matter of taking ownership over our life and not just shirking our responsibilities. It is in the ownership, it's in the responsibility, it's in the work that you will see what God has called you to do. I posted an episode two episodes ago about calling. And there's this idea that we need to sit around and wait for this clearly laid out plan, fully defined, have all of the steps, you know, first you do this, then do that, then go there, then take 20 steps forward and five steps to the right. We need this detailed, ironed out, perfect plan before we'll take any action. And it's ridiculous. And that probably comes from not identifying and not having your values aligned with the truth. Now, for many of you, you're going, well, I, I, have, I have values. Okay, great. That's awesome. You probably do have values, but which values are you living? You probably know the right answers here. You probably know what your values should be. But what does your life look like? If, if I was to ask the coworker that spends the most time with you, what you value, what's important to you, how you live, how you make decisions, what would they say? What would, what would they say? If I was to ask your, your wife, if I was to ask your kids, if I was to ask your neighbors what you value, would the answers change? Would different people in your life assume that you live out different values and, and, and principles? Are you lying to yourself about what values are important to you? If you were to list out all of your values and list out how you actually spend your time, would those lists be inverted? For most, for most people, it would. It's an interesting concept. It's an interesting thought. But the reality is most people are not living out their values. They have a list of values that are ideal. They have a list of values that are, oh, this would be, this would be nice. Like I, I, I say that I live by these things. But their actual lived values are in opposition or entirely different. And that comes from, that comes from a few things. That comes from uh, a lack of discipline, sure. Maybe it just comes from a lack of awareness, a lack of uh, acceptance of the reality that life has resistance. And so uh, we like to choose the path of least resistance and make the easiest decisions for ourselves and give ourselves the easiest life. I, I get it. I, I, I do. I get it. That sounds, one, nicer in some ways. Easier. Far less rewarding, but easier. Sure. Sure. Take that and run with it. I don't, I don't know what you're going to do with that. And I don't know where that ultimately leads. I believe that leads to a life looking back and going, man, I wish I would have done this differently. 
at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're going to look back and you're going to wish that you did some things differently. That's just common. That's a, a reality in life. If you want to talk about destiny, then you'll, you're probably destined to be on your deathbed at one point and look back and think about the things that you did right and the things that you did wrong and what you would have done differently. That's probably a reality that we're all going to deal with in some way, shape, or form. I think some people are going to have a lot less things that they wish they would have done differently, and some people have a lot more. You're absolutely not going to get to the end of your life and wish that you took one more conference call away from your family, uh, one more day of work, one more hour at the office. You're not going to get there and look back and wish that you did that. But you might get there and look back and wish that you spent more time with your kids, that you were more active in your community, that you were more active in your neighborhood, that your neighbors knew your name and that you knew theirs. You might look back and wish that you spent more time on your knees in prayer. You might look back and wish that you spent more time in the Word. You might look back and wish that you didn't feel like you wasted your life. And so that's why we have these conversations now, before you get to that point. What are your values? What are you living out? Are you so caught up in your future long-term plans that you can't see the steps in front of you to get there? Do your future long-term life plans, does the life that you are working to build so so fervently, does it match the values that you should be living? Are you building your house upon the rock? Or are you building it on the sand? Are you laying a firm foundation? Or are you using loose stone? Are you focused on him? Is God, is Jesus your guidepost? Or are your guideposts all over the place, made up by the world, getting blown around from here and there, to and fro in the wind? Does every storm that comes into your life, does it rock your boat? How bad? How bad? Think about these things that happen in life and look at the impact that they have in your life. It's an indicator of your foundation and how strong it is or it isn't. We all got leaks in our roofs. We've all got things to shore up and to tidy up. Nobody's perfect except for Jesus. Nobody's impervious to the storms. And yet, we'll live life as though everything's peachy keen. It just is what it is. I'm destined for this. Okay. All right, use that if you want to. For me, I'm going to take each day as a gift. I'm going to wake up and understand that uh, the fact that I have breath in my lungs, it is a gift. And what I do with that gift is a testament to who I believe I am following and how and how devoted I may be. What I do with that gift is a reflection of my values, of what I believe God has called me to do as a man, as all, all men should. No, my calling is not the same as yours. 
my calling's not the same as yours, but the fact that we follow the same God is an indicator, is an indicator of what should look similar across our lives, and that is a life lived unashamed of the gospel of Christ, fully devoted to Him. In the way that we live, the decisions that we make, the people we love, the people we care for. We should be, as men, raising the tide for one another, looking for other men to raise the standard as we raise the standard, pushing forward to live this life with all that we have, laying it all down, the very breath in our lungs and offering to the Lord, the very time in our day, the way that we use our time and offering. Where does your day start and where does your day end? These are things to consider. These are things to think about. No matter what stage of life that you're in. For those of you that are young and, and don't have families yet, don't have uh, a, a married uh, relationship yet, for those of you that are in that stage of life, these are things to establish before you get there. Before you get there, for those of you that are early on in those stages of your life, these are things to establish now, to talk about. For those of you that are later in life, it's not too late. It's never too late. It's never too late to make the right decision. But this is not exactly something that happens overnight, is it? This takes time. It takes time to wrap your mind around to understand this isn't uh, about you not living the life that God's called you to live, but it's absolutely about you not living the life that God's called you to live. This isn't a moment of, oh man, I'm screwing up again. That's not that. These are some questions for you to discuss, some questions for you to think about. How is it that you have been living? How is it that you have been making your decisions? Do you have your values clearly identified? And are you living out those values in your day-to-day life, in the, in the mundane, when you go to the grocery store, when you cast up your car, when you walk around your neighborhood, when you sit down at your desk? These are all moments. These are all moments where you have an opportunity to live out your values or keep them in. Or perhaps not live them at all and just talk about them. We need less men to talk. More men. More men to walk the walk. So here's a quick recap on today. All right. You, destined for what? Don't worry about what you're destined for. Don't worry about it. Get into the word and concentrate on uh, who God's called you to be as a man. Focus there. Identify your values and identify the values that you're actually living out. Then decide which list you want to live off of. Which list is the one that should actually identify and make your life? How are you building your foundation? Who is your foundation built on? Are you building on the rock or are you building on the sand? And lastly, be willing to talk about this. Be willing to have more conversations. These are some conversations that your men's groups should be having, that your Bible studies should be having. These are conversations that you should be having with your closest uh, guy friends that uh, you talk about uh, the latest loss on, on, on TV with and the latest sports team failure. These are conversations that 
uh, you should be having with the iron in your life that you believe is sharpening you, this is a conversation for iron sharpens iron. And, and all that aside, all that aside, get your eyes off of this destined for mediocrity, this destined for greatness, whatever you think that you're destined for, get your eyes off of that and develop a plan and just start working your life. Take the steps forward to achieve these goals, to draw nearer to him, your source of everything. How do you want your life to appear as a offering to God? Perhaps think about it in that perspective. And then take action. Take action. Don't just let this be a nice thought for your day. Oh, that, that's cool. That's great. But take action and do something about it. Because like we said before, we don't need more men to just talk the talk. We need more men to walk the walk. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that there was something in this episode that gave you some semblance of value, uh, that you're able to take something out of this episode that reigned true for you, or perhaps didn't reign true and actually challenged you to think a bit differently, or perhaps you disagree altogether. Regardless, this is a conversation that you can have and that you can grow and foster and develop with the men in your life. And so do that. Share the episode, share the content, continue the conversation, and decide uh, whether or not you're going to be a man who lives out your values, your true values, the things that uh, you have derived from your study of Scripture and the life that you have been living pursuant of a relationship with Jesus, developing that relationship, building upon that relationship, building your life upon the rock. Remember, we are clay in His hands, molded, shaped, folded, Turned inside out, clay in his hands. I'll catch you on the next episode.